Simplified Chaos, Episode 4. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Beautiful friends, uh, this is Jillian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? And Lucille is not here today. She is actually with her grandmother downstairs having a grand old time. So we miss you, Lucille, but, you know, we just won't have a crying baby this time. No, no. She was uh, so pre-fed before the podcast, so <laughs> we shouldn't have any issues. And, yeah, no, it's uh, one of those nights where it's actually snowing here. And Yay, Yeah. And our my mother-in-law, Jill's mom, um, is getting snowed in with us, so she's being so kind as to watch Lucille as we record this podcast. We are so grateful for her. Being Absolutely. Here. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and today's topic is all about budgeting. This is one of my favorite topics. I, I mean, I'm, I'm great grateful that we're getting ready to cover this. Uh, me too. And uh, I mean, saving money, who doesn't want to save money for the future and for now? Just, you know. I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are planning on covering um, when we realized we ha- needed to start budgeting. Some of the steps, or not some of them, pretty much all of the steps we took because it looks a little different for both of us and our histories are a little bit different with yep. budgeting. Yep. Um, how we keep track of budgeting and what do we do when we have unexpected costs because, let's face it, life's crazy, chaotic, and shit happens. It does. It happened today. It, we'll get into that, oh, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And we're also going to share some resources that we recommend to help you learn more about budgeting and just to help you budget better. Should be a good show. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Jill, you smell that? Hmm. Can't. S- you didn't fart, did you? No. no okay. Just no. making sure. I smell some gratitude. <laughs> yes. Mm, gratitude. That smells, that smells delish. Today... I am great grateful for our lovely listeners. And I'm That's just grateful because, you know, listen, we, we went through some of the stats. We've been doing this. This is our fourth episode. We've had three come out. We've almost hit 100 downloads on our first episode about simple living. That's, really That's awesome. It's a, I mean, it may seem small to most people for us as somebody, you know, as people who have never done this before. I think that's a, a huge milestone for us. And we hope that it only continues to grow and we hope that we can reach a bigger audience. And I I feel like there's a lot of people that we can help. So I'm grateful for every single one of you who have downloaded our episodes. Same here. Gave us a listen and we promise to keep doing better. We promise to keep (laughs) delivering some, some great content and hopefully help you simplify some of the chaos that is in your lives because we've, we've had a lot of chaos. And I feel like we've been able to kick it in the butt. So thank Ka-pooty. you. <laughs> <Ka-pooty>. <laughs> wow. Well, that I kind of want to double like second that, but I also want to say mine too. Sure. So I'm also grateful for our listeners because I feel like when we first started this, we had our expectations were very low. It was if yeah. we could help one person, then we were winning. Like that's yeah. success to me. If we can help one person and change their lives, I think that's amazing. Yes. But the fact that more and more people are listening, would, yeah, I just think that's incredible. So I hope that this is valuable to some of you. And if it is, then keep listening and 
keep uh, hanging out with us because it's a lot of fun for us too. And we just love spreading what we've learned and because we learn from other people as well. So just kind of keep the domino yeah. effect going and spreading Absolutely. the health love and just. And we're just going to keep on doing this. Like, we are. Th- th- Even if it's, it's, it's start doing really <laughs> bad, but hopefully we don't get. No, I mean. no, we've got a lot of great support. Um, but for my uh, gratitude, I am grateful for my team. And when I say my team, I mean the people I live with. Oh, I, you're welcome. The thing is, not, <laughs> one person cannot do it alone. They can't. And no. for everyone out there, um, I am fortunate enough to live in a very nice size house. And I live with my husband. And I also live with my sister. And she's the best roommate ever. And she's great. Yeah. So I feel like we're like a little, we're like a fucking tripod. We are. We are. <laughs> we all pitch in. We all do a big part of keeping us healthy and happy, like cleaning, you know, taking care of the dogs. We also have two dogs, by the way, as well. Grocery shopping, um, doing the dishes, taking out the trash. There are so many working components in taking care of a house and just making it a Mm -hmm. home and comfortable and fun and just lovable to want to be in. And I feel like I couldn't do this without you guys. A lot of it adds up too. I mean, chores become redundant and if you're the only one doing them they tend to slip by the wayside because you're just like i'm you're completely overwhelmed so and we don't have as many chores as we used to because we've simplified and gotten rid of a lot of stuff that was you know taking up our time so i'm excited for lucille to join our team one day and for her to be a part of this you know working machine we have in here to make this home a home and I'm just grateful for you guys. Yeah, and shout out to your mom too. She's here yes. often. And oh my goodness. I mean, she's she watches Lucille, you know, while we're at work. You know, we mm-hmm. we've got a great situation. And we are extremely grateful. I know a lot of people don't have that for one reason or another, but you know, it's one of those things that we just don't take for granted. We we no. truly see the value in your sister living with us, your mom watching Lucille and my mom you know, coming over to watch every now and then. Um, we couldn't have done it no. without them here. And and to think that we were thinking about moving to Oregon. Holy cow. Before that could, this, and that's, that a whole, that's a whole other episode <laughs> in itself. But, you know, you know, we would have loved to be out there. It's, it's a great place. But our support system's here. Our friends are here. Our family's here. And we're happy to be here. We have a very happy household. We do. So yay for our team. <laughs> and may it keep growing with love and little people if we want to have if we're so blessed absolutely (laughs) so yeah let's jump into today's topic of budgeting and i want to start off with kind of my experience on how i got to the point where i realized that i needed to start budgeting because my 20s were was kind of a train wreck <laughs> so to say. I didn't know you in your 20s, you didn't but I've heard of your 20s. You've heard of me in the It 20s. sounds like you made a lot of mistakes that I have made, made you the amazing husband you are today. So thank, I'm thankful for your mistakes yes. that you have made. I and you I grew am from too, them. and absolutely. And so, you know, and, and I'll keep this short. I don't want to bore anybody with, with the details, but basically in my 20s, um, coming out of college, I started working in the mortgage industry and that was in 2006. So things were good. We all know what happened in 2007. Housing market took a big shit. Doing a bunch of loans, and then all of a sudden, those loans couldn't go through because housing values dropped, loan programs gone away. And so 
I started building up a bunch of credit card debt. I was living in Baltimore with a couple of buddies that I worked with and we were used to living a pretty party party. Yeah. We, we partied, partied a lot. lot. I mean, we, we, we went to work, we went out, we had fun. And so even though the income wasn't coming in and like it was, we were still partying like that income was coming in and we were told that it would come back and it eventually did about five years later. So um, I ended up racking up, you know, I, I maxed out my credit card. Um, you so know, how I, much debt would you say like total? So had I had a car payment. My car payment was about $460 a month what? at the time. I didn't um, know that. no, it was, it was, it was the Scion TC. Geez. That, I was, think that thing it's was, a sexy car, but badass. I don't think I'd yeah. pay four hundred dollars yeah. a month. Well, I, I had a bunch of stuff done to it, and that was even over six year a six year term rather than a oh, five like year those term. little black lights on the oh yeah 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 no I, I tricked it out it was <laughs> it was stupid it's a car it depreciates come on the ladies I, I yeah. get it I get it yeah it didn't work for you <laughs> <laughs> it did not <laughs> but um so I had that I had a I had one credit card but by the time things got really bad I maxed it out that was about ten grand. Uh, of debt there. I was still paying student loans and I had missed some payments. That's a big no-no when it comes to student loans. Uh-oh. And so I didn't know what to do. I, I was, I had basically no money. No money was coming in at that point. Um, you know, I was behind on my car payment and luckily, you know, my parents said, Hey, listen, don't declare bankruptcy. Come live with us, get a new job. You're so fortunate to have them. Again, yeah. Not every parent is. Maybe at the beginning of this episode, I should have been grateful for them, and and I truly am. Um, You know, so for me, that was a huge wake up call. Um, You know, when you're out on your own in in your 20s, you know, the last thing you want to do is move into your parents' house. Um, It's not cool. It's it it changes your lifestyle, but they were there for me, and I I, I'll never forget that. Mm -hmm. But. I basically, from that point, vowed that I will never get into financial trouble again. And so, you know, I, I put together a plan to to pay off the credit card debt, to pay off my car, and save money for a place of my own. I knew the next move for me was to to buy a house. So basically, you put together a budgeting plan. I did. I did. Um, you know, I had a, a steady job with, you know, um, income that was steady coming in. It wasn't all commission-based at that point anymore. So I was like, I'm taking this amount of money and putting it towards the credit card, still putting some money towards savings so that I can buy a house. But, you know, I wanted to chip away the credit card debt first because that was the, you know, highest interest rate at that point. Um, and we'll get more into that into as we get into our, our discussion here. But mm-hmm. that's really when I realized that I needed to start budgeting. And I've been budgeting ever since. And I feel like it's it's only gotten better as time goes on and, and, and as I've learned more. Mm-hmm. And you helped me too, because budgeting wasn't always something, I've never been in debt. So I feel like I haven't learned as much because I haven't been in that valley that I have to dig myself out to get out. And I feel like you learn so much more when you're really down, down in the valley. And you've taught me a lot and made me more aware of, you know, my spending. And I was living very comfortably, just kind of doing what I want to do. And I was okay, just okay. Not, you know. Not doing the best I could, though, with my money, I will right, say. Right, right. So, you know, for, for us as as a couple, you know, when do you feel like we realized that we really needed to, and we were doing some budgeting before, you know, I would call it 
very amateur budgeting. We very, knew his, we yeah. knew his bills that needed to be paid. We paid our bills and then we kind of frivolously did what we want with the rest of the money, I think. Exactly. So when do you feel like we started really diving into budgeting? I think when I first started learning about minimalism and just how to be really mindful and intentional about, you know, things you have and especially with money. I mean, money's not the most important thing, but money does help make the world go round. So it is important. But I realized when we were going through infertility mm -hmm. and we had to pay for co-pays. Now I feel very fortunate. Our insurance, because I'm a teacher, our insurance is fantastic. That's and it great. paid for a lot of my fertility treatments. But the co-pays were anywhere between $20 and $40. I know they went up like in the middle of my treatment. Yeah, because it was $20 at first. And then I remember all of a sudden you came home and you yeah. like, now I have to pay for this. So now it's $40 a trip. And, and this is when they started becoming more frequent. Yes. And I I really wish I could have some stats for you guys and tell you how many times I went there, but it racked you were up. You going like twice a week, weren't you? I mean, it racked up because I was going there so much for blood work. So, so much for blood work. And I wish I could tell you and estimate how much. I mean, it had to be around maybe $1,000. But still, that's a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a lot. It may not be like wow, a grand is, is nothing, a but I pretty decent vacation. Yes, and that's a lot of money to me. And you know, just seeing my my little savings account and my checking account being chipped away because of copays. But this is what we wanted. We wanted a baby. Mm -hmm. It just made me rethink like what things in my life could I subtract, right, to help make this more comfortable for us. Absolutely. And at that point, I had just traded in my old car that was paid off but it needed a lot of work so I decided to trade it in and I thought because we were trying to get pregnant I thought the typical car for a new parent I kept thinking I was very optimistic at that point I'm getting <laughs> pregnant like a mom needs to have an SUV right? because that's what everyone around me did everyone yeah. got a really nice SUV and they're and they're very spacious and they're very safe and I, I said I, I think I have to have this so I bought a Subaru Forester I think it's the Forester. I traded it in and my car payment was three twenty five, I believe. Three twenty five a month. So yeah, that had to change. I said I can control that. And I, I just wanna go back a little bit too, because I had just had I had to buy a new car or a used car at the mm -hmm. same time. Uh, I think I bought mine a couple of months before yours and it was the yeah. same thing where, you know, we're we're looking to start a family. I need to get an SUV yeah, as well. Like we had this idea that we have to have <laughs> this specific like car for a family, but it's like really, the baby's born and you're taking them to baseball practice. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> we need all this room for crap, but really we did it. And I mean, it's nice having one SUV in our family and I know you have the nice Honda SRV, but I really didn't have to have that big car. Right. I just needed a car that was going to keep me safe and get me from point A to point B for work. And I traded it in and my car payment was reduced by a hundred dollars. And that was so nice. <laughs> it, 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 it might not seem like a lot, but I mean, it's it, adds up. It, it adds up. And the other thing is, you know, not only did you and I take on a new car payment because both you and I didn't have a car payment, but then our HVAC system was 23 years old. Being a homeowner's fun, yeah. <laughs> we had a leak. So that kind of unexpected, yes, unexpected accelerated emergencies coming. <laughs> the need to do that. And yes, it was an unexpected emergency. We ended up having to go through homeowner's insurance to, there was a little bit of a flood in the basement, but that got all taken care of. Um, but we took on three new payments at the same time. We took on 
both of our car payments and the HVAC payment. And I feel like that happens to a lot of people. You have unexpected things that happen, emergencies, situations, and instead of complaining about it and saying, woe is me, it's like, we need to make changes with other parts of our life that we can Mm -hmm. control, other parts of our budget or bills that we can manipulate. I mean, there are some things we can't change, like our mortgage and the water bill and electricity, but there are a lot of bills that we have that we we can handle electricity a little bit. Well, well, I know you're really good with your BGE, (laughs) uh, you know, energy saving things. But I mean, like (laughs) the bills we really can control, I think that sometimes we think we have to have it, but we really don't. When you intentionally look down and see, wow, I didn't realize I had all these bills and do I really need to have cable? Do I really need to have? audible and pay a monthly rate like reading's cool but do i have to have it right now in this in this season of my life to help me get out of debt in certain areas or to help pay mm-hmm. for other payments that came that can't be avoided like our hvac system right so yeah what we did is we obviously we evaluated and these are some of the initial first steps that we took we evaluated those things and one of the first things we did was you know we we cut cable well, I think it's important to say the first thing we did was we wrote down all of our bills. Yes. Oh, yeah. Before absolutely. we get to that absolutely. step, I feel like it's important to say that we wrote down all. And there's something about writing it down mm-hmm. and looking at it. It's almost like when you realize how much clothes you have, you put all right. of your clothes in one pile and you say, shit, I have a lot yeah. of clothes. Wow. When you put all of your bills and write them down in front of you, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like eye opening. Like, right. do I really need to have all of this shout out to google sheets for (laughs) organizing our bills anyways but yeah no we we definitely we wrote them down we we said this is what we're paying each month on it we added it up uh we even included what we're putting into our savings accounts um you know basically where all of our money was going except for we weren't budgeting on like date nights and stuff at this point we were just figuring out our bills yeah we that's the first step i think in budgeting is just writing down your bills writing down everything that you're currently paying and then kind of evaluating right what you need to tweak based on your income based on what you're bringing in yes and and full disclosure you know this is what we're talking about here is we're we're not giving advice on how to to go about budgeting because it's going to work differently for everybody yes but we are just we're sharing talking our about, story. We're talking yeah. about what worked for us. And like I said, we're going to share some resources that we used um, a little bit later on. But, you know, we're, we're not by any means. It's not a one size fit all with budgeting. Budgeting works differently for everybody else. That being said, especially if you're in a relationship, you have a family, you need to communicate yes. when it comes <laughs> to budgeting and when it comes to finances in general. You have to communicate. You have to be willing to share what you're spending, I, I think your spouse should know or your, your partner should know what it is you're spending your money on because you're a partnership. It's a you team. Know, it's a mm-hmm. team. Now, you and I, we have separate bank accounts. We don't have a shared bank account whatsoever. No. And but, I don't even know if that, like, I feel like when you get married, everyone's like, oh, you need to, like, join your accounts. And we're like, well, why? We didn't see- you know, we, we question a lot of things now since simplifying our life. Like, what yes. is the purpose in combining our bank accounts when we are doing great communicating about our spending? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we pay our bills. I don't see the reason for it. And some people need to and have to because there may be a stay-at-home mom and she's not bringing anything. And maybe, 
you know, they work together with that one income. But I feel like with us, we were so good at managing our own accounts that right. we just communicated about our income, what we brought in, what our bills were, you know, and we never joined our accounts and we're doing great so far. No. So, And luckily, you know, we were with the same financial institution. So it's easy for us to transfer money to for, to one of another's accounts if we need to. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and we do that. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to groceries, every time I get a paycheck, you do most of the grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. That's that's your thing. I love um, it. <laughs> you know, I have my things too. I do other things, but you know, she does <laughs> the grocery shopping. But every paycheck, I I send over you know a certain amount of money for for groceries. You contribute, yeah. And you know, it's I'm not going to go grocery shopping unless I absolutely need to. And that's another reason why we're such a fucking good team. Sorry, we <laughs> fuck so much, but. It's not only like doing, th I feel like action is so important in the house, but you actually contribute monetarily and help with certain situations where we all are benefiting from it. Right. Like the food, you know, I do the grocery shopping, but you know, you and my sister both contribute to that and take turns and help out. And it's, it's such a burden off of me thinking that I have to do all that. And yeah, we're a unit and we are a unit, we're a unit. <laughs> and I'm glad we're taking finally advantage of the parental advisory that we have on our podcast are we yeah. are we supposed you to tell people a couple times this podcast may have adult words yeah i think that's too late that's way too late <laughs> my bad but it's all good no we're finally taking we, we have the e next to the name so every podcast. is that what the e means yeah explicit i had no i, I was wondering what that e meant <laughs> oh man i thought it meant e for excellent podcast i'm such a teacher well, yeah well E in teacher languages that you might want to take this class. It's all about again. perspective. Okay. <laughs> I see E as excellent job. Just work harder. Empty. Ugh, okay. Anyways, okay. we're going off the rails here. We are. We are. So yes. Um, kind of getting back on track. We, we wrote down all our bills. We, we saw what we were outputting and we decided to make some changes. And part of those changes were you, you alluded to it earlier. We, you traded in your car. You, you're like, okay. We saw yeah. things that we could control and mm -hmm. we made changes. Exactly. Like my car payment. Your I could totally payment? change that. Cable. Cable. So we cut cable and went to YouTube TV and it cut our cable bill by... No regrets at all. No regrets except for Madison. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with that. That's fine. The Orioles were horrible. For but those want... of you outside of the Maryland area, <laughs> Madison is a regional sports network where you can watch the Baltimore Orioles lose. <laughs> Okay, let's let's lay off baseball yes. now. Anyways, um, so no, YouTube TV is fantastic. Um, are there some things that we don't have that we had on regular cable? Sure, but do I miss it? I don't. It, like, it, I don't crave it. I'm no. not, yeah, it's not even a second and thought anymore. Honestly, going on cable and looking at all of the stations and all the choices gave me decision fatigue. I could never choose because there were so many options. There was only like five channels we watched anyway. It's true. The only thing I do miss is HTTV, but I yes. feel like I treasure it that much more because when I go to the doctor and they have it playing, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, this is such a good treat. They have Property Brothers on or Love It or Listed. And it just makes HTV that much more special because it's like a once in a while thing. Yes. So, but it puts some friction like in getting to the TV and getting to watch something that now I don't watch as much and I'm reading more and I'm hanging out with Lucille more mm. and just playing music. So all because of budgeting, it's fantastic. It's crazy, how the domino right? effect is. <laughs> it really is. But yeah, we traded in my car. We cut cable. Oh, we were paying some monthly payments on some really weird fees, like 
having oh, we, a lawyer. We, we, yeah, I don't we, know. We, we did the whole legal shield thing. Shout out to my boy Nate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we weren't we, using we, it. We didn't that use it. That was the thing. Um, it wasn't being used. It could be used now because we can certainly write a will. But I'm we, not worried about that. Nah. No, no, it was it was money that was going out that wasn't being used, and so um, we even were in ordering some Melaleuca that we had a certain number that we had to hit every month. And, it was kind of overwhelming yeah. trying to pick things once a month and we it, we just got too many products and yeah. it was like I can't deal with all this. We just have to cancel it and we'll buy as we need. And they're great products, but No, they we, absolutely are. There was you had to order a certain amount and you can only have so much uh stain remover. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's all natural and great, yeah. but you know, we just couldn't keep up with it. So yeah. we we communicated and talked about mm -hmm. what we could cut and we did it together and now I feel like we're on track and we are. And we talk about our budget every month. And that was another thing. We wrote down our spending, which we kind of talked about last pod podcast episode about writing down everything we spend in a month mm -hmm. and really looking at our spending. And we realized where we were spending too much in, which was date nights. So we just slowly made some changes so that we still have date nights. Mm -hmm. It just may not be out of the house every week. It may be in the house. Or we go and spend a little less money, maybe one cocktail versus two or three. My go-to. You do it too, yeah. but I kind I, of. That's my minimum. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so we made those changes and we've now been able to accelerate paying off some of our bills. So Which for example, exciting. I was able to pay my car off two years early. I paid it off. Two months ago, and All thanks I to don't budgeting. miss that payment whatsoever. <laughs> uh, no, and it was because of budgeting, and it was because I was putting a lot of money in the savings. Now, we'll kind of dive into savings accounts in, in just a few minutes um, because I feel like that's where the unexpected costs go. And it's just a weird thing I have with savings accounts, but yeah, we'll that's, deal that's with, a you we'll thing. deal with that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a me thing. I know. Um, for me, though, keeping track of budgeting. I know that's one of our questions we wanted to address. Mm -hmm. I know some people like you are very good with Excel spreadsheets and you use them mm -hmm. religiously love because them. you're like the master at I love that. Formulas. And I learned it and I forgot all the shortcuts, but mine is like paper pencil kind of deal. Sure. And I don't keep track of everything. I just keep track at what I needed to you reduce. Still have one of those registries? No, I don't <laughs> use my registries. Stop it. So. I realized where my spending was out of control and I just focused on that one specific mm. category because I didn't want to overwhelm myself. And that one category that I was spending a lot of money on was dining out. It was date nights. It was yeah. grabbing coffee or, you know, just eating out. And because I could control that and it was so out of control for me, I just focused and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to set a limit and I'm going to say $200 is my limit per month on dining right. out. And Every time I go out and grab a coffee, I write whatever it was on my calendar. It hangs in my kitchen. Yes. It's, it's very, you know, it's, it's just not really anything fancy. It's not some cute planner or an Excel spreadsheet, but it works for me. I visibly see it every day and I add it up and I say, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. So it helps me check in in the middle of the month saying like, all right, I spend 70 so far. Like, so this is how much I have left. And if there's, if I don't spend it all, that's awesome. If I do, mm -hmm. then I just make sure not to go over 200. Exactly. And so now that we're aware of what we're spending and that we now we have a budget, 
we're able to allocate that money that we were spending to chipping away at, at some of the debt. So part of what we're doing is the next steps is, is paying off the HVAC. Um, I think we're going to get that done this month. I hope so. That'll be two years early as well. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we have to do is really we chip away at your car and then um, we owe your mom a little bit of money for the bathroom renovations that we had. I think we mentioned yes. that in the last episode. She was kind of well. like our quote bank. Yeah. She lent us some money to remodel our bathrooms that were desperately needed. And yeah, that was so I feel like very, we were by very grateful June for or July of 2019, we can be done. We so can be exciting. done with it except for just the house payment. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at all that money that we're going to have available. And, you know, we want to put some towards Lucille. We want to, obviously, we, we have a couple vacations that we're looking at this year. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to go to Copenhagen. And Shout it's exciting knowing that we can do that. Yes. That it's an option and it's, we're going to have the money to do yes. that, which is so exciting to know. Because, because we we're intentionally looking at our money. Mm-hmm. And choosing what to spend it on, and we're intentionally putting money aside to make sure that we're doing what we want to do. Right, and it's because we love to travel. Yes, and I think you would be the first to say, and I, I'll say it too, is like we probably don't travel as much as we want to. I think not we, yet, not but, yet, but we will. But I know we're. So I feel like with budgeting, it's kind of figuring out your ratio of living comfortably versus uncomfortably. And for some people, they can make a lot of restrictions and live really uncomfortable to, to pay off debt quicker. Mm-hmm. But for us, I feel like it was it's kind of been gradual. Like, we really like to be comfortable mm-hmm. and we like to have a little bit of discomfort. So I'd say, like, maybe it's 80-20. Right. But I feel like the more we're paying off debt and the momentum's building, we're getting more comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. It so makes perfect sense. So our ratio it has, has gone from 60 40 i would say mm-hmm. we're okay with the restrictions because we're making it work and we're finding great things about ourselves through the deprivation i would say yes like not having cable we're figuring out we're having deeper conversations we're, we're playing games sometimes we're playing cards with my dad we're having more time with lucille like we're seeing the positives out of the yeah the tv barely comes on anymore not, we I actually know. we sit down and talk and have meaningful conversations you know you and i we talk about this podcast we talk to your sister her boyfriend you know we have great conversations it's been great you know and and so i I think budgeting yeah and i I think again it all mm -hmm. of it has we have is is budgeting yeah and why did all why it it all happen i know and it really depends on the person like how severe you want to budget and how much like how quickly you want to pay off debt for us you know it's we want to pay it off, but it's not like we have to do it within two years. It's not very severe expectation right, for us because right. I think that would be very overwhelming for both of us. Um, but I will say it's getting easier and we're getting better at it the more we do it. Exactly. And the more you pay off debt, the the more momentum you build. And it's just like, what else can we do to save money? This is yep. exciting. This is fun. And, you know, some people, again, I think we, we always go back to the season of life that you're in. For some people, you're going to be more comfortable being a little bit more aggressive with paying it off and maybe making some sacrifices. Other people, you might not be able to Mm -hmm. make those certain sacrifices, and so you're going to be a little bit more gradual. Again, you have to do it for what's best for you in your season of life. Tailor it, yep, absolutely. And what's best for you and your families. So, again, there's, there's no one way to budget, but 
again, There's I, I want to re I want to reiterate yeah. that it, it's all about you have to evaluate your current situation first. You have to communicate with whomever is involved in, you know, whether it's family, partners, or whatever. You have to be able to communicate with that, and then you have to set a plan. Mm-hmm. And your plan can be aggressive. It can be, you know, again gradual, but you have to take those steps. Mm-hmm. If you don't take you those to do steps, something. you're just gonna keep going into the. <laughs> Even if know. it's like five dollars, just putting towards something towards sure. your debt, it's a little's better than nothing. Yes, absolutely. So I wanted to kind of dive next into, you know, we talked about keeping track of our budget. You write things down. I'm the Excel, Google Sheets kind of guy. Are. Um, you know, and we do have a couple templates, or at least I have a couple templates. If anybody is interested in those templates, I'd be happy to share with you. Um, email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to share it with you. And again, that's chaos with a K. Um, so yeah, that's we, we've been able to really narrow down what we're spending every month. And then not if you're not a spreadsheet person, there are plenty of great like apps me. out there. There are, there are <laughs> or <paper> apps, <laughs> um, Mint's one of them. Um, a lot of times your financial institution will have a budgeting tool on your, your home banking. Um, I know our financial institution does as well. So there's a lot of free available resources out there, which we'll dive into in a little bit, that you can use in order to keep track of your budget. There's and so make much sure free resources there, there out there. It's, it's, and it's I'm excited to share that at the end. Absolutely. Yeah. So... I wanted to to shift gears here um, because I wanted to dive into unexpected costs. Like the HVAC. Like the HVAC. Like car problems. Like the brakes I had to get replaced today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we we all know what this is about. You know, brakes, stuff with the house, you name it. Accidents. There's there's, there's a lot of things that happen and you don't intend to, to spend that money. But this is where I see savings accounts as that emergency fund for me the whole reason that i have a savings account is for emergencies for when you know if i unexpectedly get laid off of my job and need to have a you know reserve for a few months if the brakes go up in my car if we have an issue with the house like i love knowing that i have money in my savings account to handle any issue that comes up for me like if you're looking at true savings Retirement's kind of the way I see as your your long term savings and your short term savings Which is completely as your savings separate. account. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's different for everybody. It this is. is how I work as a as a human. Um, <laughs> it might not be how you work. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be how our audience works. No, um, and I also use my savings account as an emergency fund for any unexpected costs as well. And I know there are some people who have what they call like extra fund accounts or sinking fund accounts where they have extra money for, and they sort it into categories like this is my car fund and this is my house fund for emergencies. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it simplifies it for me if I just say like you, that my savings account is my emergency fund. Yes. And I already have a retirement account and that's where my future lies and that's completely separate. So I I think it's a simple way of, kind of putting money aside for emergencies, just saying this savings account is for emergencies Yes. for us. Yeah. For some people, they may feel like, oh, I dip in that for other things and it's too tempting. So I need to open a completely separate account so I don't dip into it. And then you do you, like whatever works. Right. I mean, you have to know yourself before you kind of decide where you want your money to go for mm-hmm. emergencies. 
And one of the things that I wanted to say about, you know, how we've been able to pay off the bills is that I've, I've put a lot of money in the savings accounts, so I hadn't been putting them towards the bills. And so I got to a point where I was like, I think you said it, it was like, that's a lot of money in your savings account. You why a don't crap we, ton of money in your savings we, account. Why don't we pay off the CRV? Why don't we pay off the HVAC? And I was like, that's a brilliant idea, Jill. Let's do this. So paid off the CRV. Like I said, we're paying off the HVAC this month. And I still have a nice, comfortable cushion in case something happens. You have a great cushion. Um, you know, so it, it, it made total sense. The other thing is, you know, I have other savings accounts, which they call club accounts at our financial institution. So mm-hmm. I do put money in for savings. I put money in for holidays for the year. Um, each year, um, you know, I put money in for Lucille. I have an account for her for stuff I want to build up and just in case. I want to get ahead of it. So I know, I know three and four years she's going to be doing activities. I want to have that money already set aside. And I'm glad not you be do. A burden. Yeah, no, I'm thinking ahead. <laughs> I don't have a Lucille account. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I have, uh, I think, oh, I have an account where my for my credit card where anytime I use my credit card, I transfer money to that account so that when my bill comes around the first of the month, I pay off the credit card. That's right, because you get some really good rewards. I get some good rewards for you. I get it's usually cash. cash back. Yeah, that's cash the best reward. Rewards. I love it. Don't give me miles. You know, I don't need the miles. I just want cash, cash back. Homie. Yeah. Straight cash. But I don't really even use my credit cards much anymore because I paid them off. And now I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to rack up anymore. Yeah. No. Debt and, with you and, guys. And again, from, <laughs> from what happened with me in my 20s, I, I don't want the credit card debt. I put just enough on there. You know, I, I pay everything per month goes on my credit card and then it gets paid off every month. I think a lot of people do that, too. If yeah. they know they have great cash back options that mm-hmm. they pay it with their credit card and then it comes right back. Yeah. Yeah. If that works for you, do it. If you can remember to pay it on time, then do it. If you're like me and sometimes forget, then it's not a good option. So I just, you just got to know yourself and make the budget work for you. That's why I set up reminders in my phone to pay my bills. I know you're very, I'm that guy. Yes, you are. I love that about (laughs) you. I'm just not like that. (laughs) So yeah, I think, you know, kind of to wrap, wrap up the unexpected costs is that, you know, you kind of have to have that in the back of your mind that that stuff's going to happen. So for us, what's worked for, for us is, is having that money in, the, in a, in a savings account with the idea that our savings account is for short-term savings and that retirement is our long-term savings. And so whatever's yeah. going to retirement, we're not going to touch that. And that's what's building our nest egg for the latter part of our lives. Lives. <laughs> lives. <laughs> so, oh. Let's talk about some resources. This is my favorite part because yeah. I love learning things from other people that we've got. We've, we've have had really some great, great influencers. Yes, yes, and they have recipes that you can follow and to help mm, you. What are we cooking? We're, we're cooking, saving money. Cooking <laughs> uh, Oh, jeez. Um, so some of the resources that I know have been extremely helpful for me are well, first Dave Ramsey's Seven Baby Steps. Yes. If you don't know about them, just Short read. Google it. It's kind of eye-opening. Like, why didn't I think of that? That's kind of why Nick paid off his debt with his car. Because his first baby step is just to save $1,000 and the rest of the money goes towards paying off debt. And Nick had way more than $1,000 in his savings accounts. And I said, Nick, according to Dave Ramsey, who is the professional, who has coached so many individuals around the world to get out of debt we should probably be following this recipe that he has because it seemed to have worked for so many other people out there. So because you have so much money in your savings account, let's take that money and let's pay off some debt. When I read that, I was like, holy shit. 
right. this is, I was like, yes, let's do this. So I, I told Jill, I, I think I texted her later that day. I was like, I'm paying off the HVAC next payment. She's like, well, what made you decide that? I was like, Dave Ramsey. And then he even explains why, like he, yes. he writes, he writes reasons for why he recommends that. And it makes complete sense. And it was kind of like, why, how did I not find you sooner? Like this. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the nice <laughs> thing is on, on Instagram, you can see how many people he's helped out. And yes. He's, he acknowledges everybody who's used his recipe and it's, it's really nice to see. I mean, you, and you see a lot of young couples who are, are Which paying is so, off debt. It's so motivating and inspiring it's because very motivating. you think, that our generation is just going to have a lot of school loans and mm-hmm. just debt, maybe buying a house. That's insanity. We, we, yeah. we tell kids to start their life off with a hundred to $200,000 in, in debt. Like, yeah, good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck buying a house. Good luck. You know, everything. And yeah. It's just insane. But that's another episode. <laughs> that is. <laughs> but yeah, so that's one resource if you don't know about. And another resource is I've had the privilege to quote unquote, meet on Instagram, um, someone named Jessie Fearon, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her name right. It's F-E-A-R-O-N. Jessie is J-E-S-S-I, and she is a mama of three, and she's a stay-at-home mom, and she just became debt-free. And Congratulations. She, I think that's so exciting, like seeing those stories and reading about them, and she has a great website. It's jessiefearon.com, and um, hopefully we can put that in the show notes Mm-hmm. Or we'll put in our Instagram stories. We will share it with you guys. But yes. her story is fantastic. And she has really great free resources for helping you look at your bills, track your spending. And it's so relatable because she's a mom. She's not bringing in like a full-time income. It's most of, I think most of her husband is bringing it in. But she's making it work and she's organizing their life to make it work and to still live comfortably but pay off debt and... I feel lucky enough to have found her and I messaged her and I said, listen, I would love to share some tips that you have. If you could give five or four simple tips that we could share with our listeners, like what would they be? So some of the tips I did want to share that I thought were great and easy tips that anybody can apply to their their life and their budget is just to manage and record your expenses throughout the month instead of waiting till the end of the month, which... I've kind of do anyway mm-hmm. on my little handwrite, handwritten notes, you know, instead of looking at what you spend at the very end, jot down what you're spending during the month. That way you can kind of get a, like an eye opener. Oh, yeah. um, I'm getting close to going over budget. I need to like pull the reins and stop. So just being really intentional and documenting what you're spending and the easiest way that is for you. If it's an Excel spreadsheet, if it's writing in a notebook, if it's on a, one of her beautiful little charts, then, you know, do you. Another tip is, um, oh, don't be afraid to say no, which is huge. Like it's so small, but it's huge. Don't be afraid to say no to going out and spending money, you yeah. know? And yeah, I feel if you like hit your budget limit, then you, you should be saying no. And I feel like we feel like, oh, we're going to hurt somebody's feelings if we don't go. Oh, we should do this. But at the end of the day, it's your life. And I think if you're kind about it and you're open, like, hey, I can't go because, you know, I'm trying to save money and do this and do that. And really, you don't have to give a reason. But if you want to, because you just want to share with that person and just be honest and real, like the reasoning why, just so they know, then then go ahead and do that. But I think just the power of saying no and feeling okay about that. I can't do that. 
I'm sorry. It's not in the budget. Yeah. And not feeling bad about it. Next time. Rain check. Rain check. Um, there was one more I wanted to share. She gave me five, but I just wanted to share some. There was like three of them. Um, it was good radio, Jill. I know. I'm horrible. <laughs> well, she's looking at it. <laughs> I'm the worst. I wanted to. I was going to say this before we got into the quote of the day, but if there is something that we didn't cover and you know want us to talk about it in a future episode, please let us know. Shoot us a comment in our social media. Um, hit us up in the DMs, slide into our DMs. I'm sorry, that's what all the cool kids are saying these days. Um, or again, you know, email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com. That's chaos with a K. I'm I think sorry. Jill's found what I she I know. Was I'm sorry for. it took so long. Real life, Bad guys. Radio. I was scrolling in my phone and podcast I could... <laughs> rookie right here. I'm not as organized with technology as you are. Oh, so the last tip I wanted to say, which I didn't even think about, it's so old school, but when you're going out shopping and if you know you're specifically buying a one thing or you know that like let's say you're going out to buy I need a dress for a specific occasion bring cash and bring a certain amount so it restricts you from buying anything else and Straight it's cash homie it's so old school like we used to work with cash and we don't anymore so I feel like we see this card and feel like oh this can get me anything I want and there's no repercussions because it's just a piece of plastic. But when you're physically holding the money I feel like it's different. That makes sense when you actually see it exchanging for another good or service yes, yes i agree and i i think she so had a, dirty <laughs> it is dirty <laughs> it builds the immune system but i saw a post that she had in her instagram account where she used the cash when she went out with her kids and it's a great way to teach kids like you know oh i want this i want that well let me teach you about life guys this is yeah. the amount of money i have this is what we budgeted for these specific groceries or whatever you came there for we don't have the money to buy anything else. And I think that's a great lesson for kids too. Mm -hmm. If you physically get out the cash because it's concrete, they can see it, they can feel it, they can count it. When it's a piece of plastic, kids aren't going to really understand that at a younger age. I feel another episode. It's very abstract. <laughs> that's a whole another episode I'd love to dive into is money and kids. Oh, that should be fun. Yes. But I'm super excited to use this strategy with Lucille, just getting out physical, even coins. Let's, let's bring it all out. Mm -hmm. Let's use the concrete stuff to teach the kids like this is this is what money is and we have to earn it. And right. if we don't have enough, we can't buy something because exactly. I feel like they just think they can have it all and they want it all yeah. because it's all We're, new and exciting. But in real life, you can't have it all. We're not the Federal Reserve. We can't print money. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's that's a, that's a great way to, to teach lessons to kids. So. Yeah, that is it on budgeting. So, Jill, let's get into that quote of the day. Quote of the day. So, our quote of the day today is... Be remembered for the life you lived, not the things you bought. And this is by Joshua Becker. Like it. Yes. Love it. Right? Nice. And your take action from this episode and this quote is that your life is about what you do. Capital D-O. Do-do. Do-do. <laughs> There's a stain on your shirt. Oh. <laughs> it might be do-do. Your life is about what you do. It's not about what you have. It's not about what you own. You make memories. Like, my best memories are things that I did. Or vacations. They're experiences. It's not an object. It's not something material. I agree. And if you think back in, like, school days, I remembered science labs. I yeah. remembered 
dissections. I remembered field trips. Do you remember when we went to San Francisco and we were on top of that bus and we had both had to pee really bad? <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. And yes, but <laughs> but can you think about anything that I can't remember any souvenirs I bought? No. And I know my memory is pretty, I'm pretty bad. Sure at this but point we've thrown them all out. Probably. And it just speaks like that just speaks so loud to me. Like, you know, we're in this society. We're so trained and we have so many commercials and there's so many stores around us saying, you know, have this, buy this. And our human nature is to just want it and have mm -hmm. it and buy it. But that impulse fades if you just let it, let it go. Like, it's just temporary joy. It is. It's, but you know, and there is an impulse there in us, but if we just stop it, it eventually goes away. It just takes practice. It really I don't does. Know if it's about stopping it, but it's about recognizing it. Recognize and it I and think finding you have to ways. Recognize it in order to put a stop. To that it. is true. Yeah. No, no I agree. I, I think that's the first step. Recognize it and then do something about it. I agree. Word. Oh, and I also want to share one more resource. I have a blog. It's called thecleanandsimplelife.com. And I have a blog post on there that I wrote. Um, it's buying less makes me a much happier person. And I share tips to help buy less. So if you need some strategies or tools or tips to help you buy less because you realize that you are consuming, consuming, and you can't control it, I wrote down some i think it's like five simple easy tips if you guys would like to check it out it's really helped me and i just want to share what's helped me and if it can help you then hallelujah we're all about helping people absolutely that's why we're here <laughs> anything else jilly is this a wrap I, on episode four it is a wrap wonderful on budgeting yes yay well thank you everybody for listening we really appreciate it we hope you got something out of this podcast and if you did Give us a like, get us a review. Please, we love your feedback. Share with your friends and family. And we both want to say that we really appreciate you all. Thank you so much for your support. You guys rock. We will see you on the next one. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.